All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. Good morning, Niku. How are you doing? I'm good, Bridget. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm great. On top of the world. I'm joking. I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I had a a good night's sleep, and uh, so I'm ready to go. Oh, how I wish that would be me, Nico. How I wish that would be me. Just a quick update from my side before you even get into it and we see where we're going this morning. I have changed. I don't know if I told you last time I visited. I have changed. I am now using the blue local diesel. There you go. Local <laughs> is lacquer. Have you, have you experienced a difference? Did you see a difference when you drove? Well, I don't know what to look out for. <laughs> no, you, what you might get is you might feel that you might see a, a small increase in the fuel consumption uh-huh. um, when you get the cleaner diesel. Okay. Um, and it might even be that the car feels, you can feel a slight difference in the car. Um, you might not feel the difference. But you should also get a small difference in in, I in mean, the consumption. I but don't in, in know. The, I don't mm-hmm. know if you are if because maybe I thought it was my imagination. Somewhere in my mind, I was like, "Does my car feel lighter?" I did count though in terms of fuel consumption. I think you are absolutely correct because I travel the same routes all the time, and I made it to two weeks on the dot. Two weeks. Oh. Normally, I I make it to around about ten days somewhere around there. But oh, I've been okay. making it for two weeks on the dot for the last two months. Okay, so, so well, that, that's always a question, is, is, you know, when you're driving, if you, you know it's better for the car, and if you also get a, a difference in, in fuel consumption, mm. then it's a win-win situation. Of course, we're talking about low source of diesel um, that um, that makes a difference in, in, in well, just for the engine, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so please, um, I'm going to start, um, you know, jump into the segment that mm. we're going to chat about, but if there's questions, just uh, slow me down and, and let's go to them, because... They're awesome. the most fun for me to answer normally. Even even if I don't know the answers always, you can see how it goes. Awesome. Um, so I had actually spoke to somebody earlier in the week, and I thought, let me talk about this. And, and, and this guy asked me, listen, he's got an all-wheel drive car, mm-hmm. um, and he wants to know um, if one of the wheels, or let's say the four wheels, uh, actually, rather, all four wheels have, have now worn quite a bit, so he's given the car quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he needs to replace one tire. Can he just replace the one tire? Um and actually, you can't um, with um, an all-wheel drive car. Actually, even with a normal car, let's start with a normal car before we get to the all-wheel drive car. So if you've got a normal front-wheel drive car, mm. and the front wheels have worn quite a bit, and there's a, just a little bit of meat left. And we talk about meat, in other words, tread, yeah. effectively. Um, uh, and you now replace only one tire, uh, and you put a brand-new tire like, so on the right-hand side, and you've got a very old tire on the left-hand side, that could actually affect um, the car because... Um, if one tire is slightly uh, in a different size, um, if there's more treat, what happens is your tire has actually got a bigger circumference. Mm-hmm. So, because it's a little bit thick, if you think about it, you know, as the tire wears down, it becomes a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So, that then means if you've got a brand new tire on the right and, and a very old one on the left, um, it's going to be much easier for the one on the left to spin as you pull away, especially if it's slippery, especially if it rains, especially if you pull away on gravel, uh, and that could actually make a difference on how the car performs or the electronic interfering. Now, with all-wheel drive cars, um, it's the same thing, and you actually have to go to what the manufacturers say. So if you're not sure, I would say go to the manufacturer. But you have the same issue. If you have four wheels, four tires that have worn down, um, and you have one brand-new tire, it's actually going to affect how the all-wheel drive system works because it relies on rotation. Mm. So you might actually have to replace all four wheels if you get a deep cut in one wheel and three of them have worn down quite a lot. 
Um, so that's something to consider is that you can't just put a brand new car, even a car, as I said, if it's just a front wheel drive car, um, one very old wheel and one very new wheel is going to make a difference in how the car performs. Mm, mm. You know, Nico, before you even continue forward with this conversation, mm-hmm. please I, enlighten my stupidity because I, I'm presuming that I'm just driving a normal wheeled car because it's just a normal sedan, whatever normal wheeled car is. Mm. But what's the difference between a four-wheel drive and a two-wheel drive or forward drive? And What, okay, what does that actually yeah. mean? That's a great question. So when you look at front-wheel drive, and that's most little cars on the road. Actually, most if you have a smaller car, mm. most of them would be front-wheel drive. All that front-wheel drive means is that the power from the engine goes to the front wheel. So when you are driving, it's pulling you around, along with the front wheel. So the back wheels are just along for the ride. They do nothing. There's no power going to them. Mm. Um, you get some um, uh, cars that are smaller that are real drive. They tend to be bigger cars, um, especially, let's say, for instance, a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz, the bigger one. Let's say... Mm. Like a C class or a C series. Mm. The rear wheel drive now means that the power from the engine um, goes to the rear wheels and the rear wheels push you along and the front wheels are just there for the ride. So they steer, but they don't actually uh, transmit any power. Mm. And then you get what we can, um, uh, can call um, all wheel drive vehicles. Um, and, uh, you know, some people want to put them in the category of 4x4, four four, but these, in my mind, are just semantics. If you look at an all wheel drive car or a four wheel drive car, they, they're similar things. They would mean that the cars. Um, or the concept is similar, it drives with all four wheels. In other words, when I'm driving, if I have an all-wheel drive or a 4x4, four four, um, the, fr- the vehicle um, now transmits some of the power to the front wheels, so it pull, pulls along with the front wheels, and also some to the back wheels. It pushes along to the, uh, it pushes in the back wheels. So effectively, if I take an all-wheel drive car, you can split those in two types. Mm-hmm. So an all-wheel drive car, in other words, a car that pulls to the front and pushes with the back, there's two types. There's either permanent or part-time. Mm. So a part-time all-wheel drive car would be like a lot of the 4x4 buckies. Okay. They're part-time. Um, in other words, if you have a bucky um, and you're driving it along, it's pushing you with the back wheels and there's nothing going to the front. So in other words, the front wheels are just steering. Okay. And then you have to do something to engage your all-wheel drive. So that's what part-time means. Um, uh, it sometimes even uh, might even refer to as selectable. In other words, you're going to press a button mm. or engage a lever, and then when you do that, the car now pulls with the front wheels and pushes with the back wheels. But in the case of, let's say, buckies, you can't really actually drive those, um, most of them on the road with your four-wheel drive system mm. engaged. It's more for off-road driving. And then the permanent um, all-wheel drive vehicles, that means that the car is always driving um, with all four wheels engaged. Mm-hmm. So a permanent all-wheel drive would be more like the SUVs you see on the road, the bigger SUVs. Uh-huh. Um, and those are pulling with the front wheels and pushing with the back wheels at the same time. But those cars normally then have three differentials. In other words, they, they have, they, their all-wheel drive system allows you to drive on the road with your all-wheel drive system always engaged. So if you have a bigger four-wheel drive vehicle, um, then that's probably um, a full-time or a permanent all-wheel drive vehicle. So it's pulling with the front and pushing with the back. I see, I see. Okay, I am now I hope enlightened. that's not too technical. Um, no. <laughs> not at all not at all Nico I'm I'm well enlightened right now it's good to know I keep telling you you're the only reason I wake up to do the show when Michelle goes on vacation oh you're too kind so now you're saying to me it is imperative when we change our tires that the guy who's selling us the tires is not just trying to make a quick buck from you when he says you've got to change both or you've got to not, change not necessarily. all four. 
Exactly. The thing is, you've got to really look at how much tread is left on that tire. Mm. So um, if one's worn a little bit or even halfway, I guess that would be okay. But the, the, the one, when you have a big difference in the tires, you're going to be, get a big difference in notation. So uh, what, what happens here is uh, every car has to have a or every car has a differential on the drive wheels. In other words, let's say we take a little forward, a front-wheel drive car. Mm. So a differential is there because if you go around the corner, um, your outside wheel always goes further than the inside wheel. Mm. So um, if I turn, let's say, to the left, then my right-hand wheel is going to travel a lot more rotations than the left wheel. In other words, the inside wheel always travels less and the outside wheel always travels more. Mm. So that's why you have a differential because the, the, the power from the engine or the torque from the engine actually is split left and right. So mm. it's almost like a hose pipe with a T-piece. You know? So if you have a hose pipe with a T-piece, yes. the water goes to the left and to the right. Mm. So, um, but the downside of a differential is that what happens if you close one of the holes with a T-piece? The water will just slip the other way. Yeah, and and that's the, the, the then let's say the downside of a differential normally is as soon as they slip on any wheel, um, the power will just slip. All the power will slip out that wheel. So if you stop, let's say you stop on the side of the road, um, and one wheel's on the gravel, one wheel's on the tar. As you start putting away, the easiest path is on the on the gravel. So mm. that wheel will, could start slipping. That would mean that the left wheel or the wheel on the gravel would slip, and the car would battle to go forward. So that's the downside of a differential. So, um, so that then means that if you have a different size tire, um, it would be easier for the power to slip out to the smaller wheel, and that could take a little bit different. Of course, then cars have electronics to counter that. So a mm. lot of cars have electronic differential locks. In other words, it actually breaks the spinning wheel. Mm. But when you're replacing the tire, um, you know, the, if you're really not sure because the cars are different, you can always speak to the manufacturer themselves and say, you know what? I've got this vehicle from you. It's an all-wheel drive vehicle. If I have to replace the tire, um, what is recommended? Mm. And so speak to the guys in the workshop if you really, because the cars are different. And even on these two, if I look at permanent and, and part-time all-wheel drive, there's actually small variations in those and, and overlapping in those. So you, you get actually quite a few variations on these vehicles, but the principle is always the same. You are either always driving with all-wheel drive mm. or you can select the all-wheel drive well, otherwise, you have a front-wheel drive or a rear-wheel drive. Got you. Uh, we've got a uh, question here from uh, Adranus out in um, Kayangkunde, and he says, is it possible to install an alternator in EVS so that the batteries can be recharged? Okay, so in other words, what is an alternator? So um, your car relies on a 12-volt uh, system to, to run your lights, and your dash and your radio. So, um, but what happens is, you, you know yourself, your batteries run down. So, mm. if you look at, let's say, your remote for your TV or uh, whatever, whatever runs on batteries, eventually those batteries run down and you replace them. Um, so, what a car, what's going to happen with the car's battery as well? The battery's going to run down. So, that means that you're going to have to replace your battery all the time. So, to overcome you having to buy a new battery all the time, a car has an alternator. And all an alternator is, is something that keeps on charging your battery as you drive. Mm. So when you're driving, the alternator is turning, and that means that the alternator is, 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 is putting electrons back into your battery, so it's charging your battery all the time. Mm. So that's why your battery goes flat when, you stand, when the car is standing still, for instance, mm. and you forgot the lights on, because it's draining the battery, and there's nothing to put the energy back into the battery. So as you drive, the alternator charges the battery again. So mm. all cars have alternators 
to put the energy back into the battery. Actually, even electric cars, you gotta, if you think about an electric car, mm. um, it's actually got two types of um, batteries. It's got one battery that's normally a 12-volt battery that runs all the electronics. It runs your dash and it runs your radio like any other car. Mm. And then you've got another battery, and that battery is your fuel tank. So if you think about an electric car, you've got to think there's two batteries. The one is a smaller one that runs the lights and everything else in the car. And the other one's a bigger battery, but that battery is a fuel tank. And that's only used for driving the electric motors. So um, effectively, to put the energy back already how electric cars work, as you're braking, they, we call that regeneration. So it's actually already happening in an electric car. Mm. So I'll, I'll tell you how this looks to make it easy. You know, if you, have, have you ever seen those little electric motors you could buy and you put two wires onto a battery and it spins an electric motor? Oh, yes, yes, yes. L- like a little electric car. Yeah. And if you, I, I, I don't know if you ever saw this system. All the bicycles, so when I was younger, you could buy a light, buy a light for your bicycle. So what it had, it had a little motor that you attached to the wheel mm. and then some wires to a light on your bicycle. And as you were cycling with the bicycle, your wheel was turning that little motor and the yes. light went on. Yes. Okay, so that's referred to as a dynamo. In other words, an electric motor can work in two ways. You can take the battery and you can effectively then take the energy from the battery to turn the electric motor. Or you can swap it around. If you turn the polarity around, as you turn the electric motor, it will charge the battery. It actually works like an alternator. All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith. Apologies, Nico. System decided that we needed to take a break. We continue our conversation with uh, Nico Smith this morning, our petrol head. Uh, we were just uh, in the midst of the thought around okay, alternators. Let's, I'll, 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 let's make it a bit shorter. In other words, an electric car, the energy in the battery drives the wheels. So if you're accelerating the battery, with yes. the power source is driving the wheels. But every time you take your foot off the gas or brake, then the electric motor, we change the polarity around, then the electric motor works like an alternator effectively and charges the battery. So it's actually already happening in electric cars. Got you. Uh, we just got a, a sort of off-the-cuff comment here from Keith in Stellenbosch. She says, uh, Nick is absolutely spot on. If anyone doesn't believe the significance or importance of good tires, watch Formula One. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you look at uh, Formula One and how um, recently Ferrari, um, as an example, are just letting their drivers down because they make wrong tire choices. And, and, uh, and, and in the race, you know, even if you look at the top three runners or all the other teams, they need to, the, the tires are designed to wear out either very quickly, sort of a little bit better, or they last a long time. They're actually designed like that. Mm. And then you plan your race strategy like, uh, you know, around those. But what's happening is that that's the same with your car. Your car is just designed to last a lot longer. But what's going to happen is that the tires are going to wear down and, and the tires are going to lose their ability to, to grip to the road. But for us, most of the time, um, we have tread on our tires and the tread is there to push the water away mm. so that when it rains, we can get better grip. Now, in Karting, we haven't had... Well, I, I heard the other day, I wasn't home, but there was some rain here. Yes. But let's say the guys in Cape Town, currently they have lots of rain, so they're relying on the tread of their tires in the rain. Karting, it's been dry for a while, so we're okay because mm. it's not bad. But when it starts raining and you've, you've run out of tread um, on your tire, it's going to be quite a, a disaster on the first race. Yeah, okay. I'm going to change my tires as in tomorrow. I have been putting it off for a moment. <laughs> but I really? Would, yeah, I really have. I've been looking at them. It's shameful. I've been looking at them and going, mm, it's time to change you. No. Um, 
<laughs> but I'm what? definitely going to change them. Um, you know we, yes. We're all cash trapped. So we all want to get to the point where yes. we can make it last as long as possible until it's not dangerous anymore. So, you know, that don't try to change them too early, but also don't wait too late. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely uh, a, a bit too late now. I think I've surpassed my, my situation. Um, well, Monday is a good day to change. <laughs> the thing is, I've got to change all four, Nick. <laughs> well, the thing is... Um, I mean, if, if you know, what I'll do is I'd look at the ties, and if they're okay, yeah. rather let's say two or try and find the two that are the best. If they mm. have some tread um, left in them, replace two tires and rotate. And next month, next month, replace two tires. Okay. But always replace the tires. Um, if you if you if you want to make the tires last on a car, mm. rotate the tires regularly at each service. Rotate the tires. Oh, really? Because in the front-wheel drive car, because it's driving the front wheels, yes. the front wheel wear up quicker. Makes on sense. On a rear-wheel drive car, the rears will wear, wear up quicker. On an all-wheel drive car, they tend to wear off at a similar rate. Mm, so mm. it is okay if you're replacing tires to replace two at a time um, because the cars are the front or rear-wheel drive car. Mm. Uh, on a front or rear-wheel drive car, it's actually okay. Rotate to um, next month, you know, or put two new ones on the back or the front. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I'll make that mental note. And the you see, this is why I like you because now I've got something else to tell Eklin every time my car goes in for service. <laughs> rotate my tires. Um, <laughs> Jump into the question. Sorry. Yes. We've got two voice notes here for us, Nico. I think let's jump into them and and see what the folks have to say. Hi there, Joanne from Cape Town. Nico, I had a situation once where I hadn't needed to change my tires for a long time since the car was new. And when I came and needed two new tires, I said, okay, take the spare and give me one tire. And they said, no, they can't because the manufacturer had changed the pattern of the tread. And they said the tread has to match. Can you verify that one? Um, yes, so it's quite important that um, the, 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 the tread on the, on, the, on the axle at least has to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so in other words, you can't. Um, what can happen is if you have a car for a certain time, the, the manufacturer um, has tire suppliers, and it could be that they, that they change tire suppliers halfway through the life of a car. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that your tires are the same left and right. So if you mm-hmm. have a, a, let's say you have to replace two tires, you could get away. It's not ideal, mm. but you could get away if the two axles at least have the same tread. I, in an ideal world, you want all four tires to be the same. Mm-hmm. Because if you have different grip on the front or the back, that is going to make the car unstable. Um, but if you're getting there and you're, you're replacing one tire, and it happens that um, you're, if you're replacing it, it has to be exactly the same tire. You can't have mm. different tires on the same axle. Um, in other words, they are right. The, the, if it's, let's say your spare wheel... Um, is a different pattern to the ones you're putting on. You can't yeah. put that on. It's actually, it's quite dangerous. Oh. So I would leave the spare as it is for an emergency, and that's okay. Mm. So if you have an emergency, you're putting the spare on, and it should be there for a while, and then go back in the boot. But they are right. If you, you can't have a different, if your spare is a different um, trade to the ones you're putting on, you can't do that. Okay. We've got another voice note. Uh, could you please ask Nicole about these uh, tablets, the full tablets that have been sold that I said you put inside the tank and then it makes your fuel run very low or cost effective. It doesn't uh, uh, consume a lot of fuel because you have put that uh, tablet inside the tank. Can you please ask him about that if you know about that? Yes. 
Yes. Yes, that's rubbish. Don't waste your money. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna damage your car. It is a lot of nonsense. Um, don't put anything in your fuel tank except the fuel. Um, those pulls don't work. All they do is they they create more gunk, uh, gunk mm. and rubbish that's going to go to your engine. So the tablet in your fuel tank does not work. It's nonsense. Do not waste your money on that stuff. Um, they are smiling all the way. They, they're tricking you. If it, if it was that good, the manufacturers would have said, well, here's a little pull. Mm. Just buy those and put them in. They actually, especially for newer cars, um, that just creates more stuff that's going to go into your engine that's really bad. So do not waste your money on anything. that Nothing that promises better fuel consumption, a pull, a magnet, an additive actually does that job. That's just rubbish. No, absolutely. Nico, as always, it's but a pleasure uh, chatting to you with you every single Saturday morning. And listen, uh, I didn't catch the name of the gentleman on the voice note. If you want to, you know, conserve a little bit of fuel, because I completely understand you and where we're at at the moment, rather just cycle or walk to do, do your errands that are around the corner. You know, go walk to your local shopping center to buy your milk and your veggies and then walk back home it's exercise and it's fuel consumption all at the same time only take the car out when you really really must we've become so lazy we drive to the store that's three kilometers away it's always a blast niku have a great weekend yeah thank you you too bridget (laughs) later it's time for the nine o'clock news and if i'm not mistaken and musa is standing by